Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back and we're talking about our favorite topic, which is helping agents become listing agents. That is, honestly, if you could give me one specific thing about um, our real estate training and coaching business that we could just do for the rest of our careers, it would just be talking to agents about uh, moving all their best um, energies and efforts towards becoming listing agents, because that's where the freedom is. Yes, it is. And all good things come from being a great listing agent. And it is a process, Tim. You know, a lot of agents think, well, all right, if I just get my pre-listing package done, then that's all I need. Or some of them will say, you know, I've worked really hard on my listing presentation, but they don't realize it's actually the combination of seven specific steps. This is the seven-step listing process. Now, yesterday we talked about how critical it is to figure out your first step, which is your lead generation, coming up with that listing lead in the first place. So today we're gonna move on to step number two, and that's called following up with urgency. Follow our 18 relentless lead follow-up rules. We call this furiously fast lead follow-up, starting with the understanding of urgency. Never end the day without following up on 100% of your leads. It doesn't matter if they came from your email, voicemail, text, online, or referrals, follow up. And remember, this is another mistake I see them doing. Buyer leads are listing leads and buyer's clothing. Don't blow off your buyer calls just because you already have too many buyers. I hate working with buyers. It's so difficult working with buyers. Use scripts like, which home in the area do you plan on selling? Oh, I can't hold myself back. You're going to be the buyer, okay? You're going to call okay. me. Ring, yep. ring. Hello? No. Oh, yeah. I'm calling you. You said ring, ring, so I had to answer. How have we become so bad at role plays? <laughs> it's so terrible. So I'm calling you. I'm calling on a list. I'm confused. Okay. Yes. No, I'm, yes, I'm okay. the- uh, Listing agent. I'm the listing agent. Okay. You say uh, ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> No Hello. Proof that it's live. Hello. Yeah, exactly. No edits uh, on our podcast ever. There's proof. No. Uh, yeah, I'm calling on uh, 123 Elm Street over here in 12 Oaks. One through 123 Elm Street. That's a great house. A lot of people are calling on that property. Let me check the current status of that property uh, so I give you the well, best. I mean, I just want to know the price. Right. I'm with you. Let me check to make sure it's still for sale and what the current price is. Oh, by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Oh, uh, well... Uh, right. I live around the corner. We're not quite ready yet. We're just kind of seeing what things are going for. Okay. So you guys just heard uh, essentially a very consolidated kind of sketch <laughs> version of our uh, pre-qualification script, but then there's other questions that follow that. And the but, pre but remember, I presented as just a flat out buyer, buyer lead. Right. Okay. Now what do most of them do? They call, they, they, hopefully they answer their phone, which is a presumption, but let's say you answer the phone. The buyer says, what's the price? You say that the price is three fifty, and they go, okay, too much, click, buy. But I'm, and I'll, it's lost. Think about this, Jules. There's something called Zillow Flex. And oh, to be yes. a Zillow Flex agent, you have to be like super special inside mm -hmm. Zillow, right? Yep. And so what Zillow Flex is doing is they're generating the lead, they're pre-qualifying the lead, and mm -hmm. then they're selling that lead. And, and agents are obviously uh, paying to be part of the system in the first place. But then they're selling that lead as a referral back to the buyer's agents. Yes. And, and it, back to agents who are Zillow Flex agents. 
And if you think about the insanity of that, why is it that that A, they're not, the agents aren't generating their own buyer leads off their own listings? Oh, I know why, because they don't have any listings, number one. Then why aren't they actually calling those leads back and using our scripts to pre-qualify those leads and to vet whether those are seller actually sellers that are appearing as buyers or whether they're actually straight up buyers? Guys, you have got to stop being dependent on these third-party tech companies to make up and compensate for your lack of skill or straight-up laziness. It's going to make you broke. Yes, there's actually three mistakes in there. Okay, remember, we're talking about a listing process, and our goal here, we're giving you the 30,000-foot view of this. This is not the drill down you get in coaching. Three mistakes. Number one is not knowing how to generate leads in the first place. We talked about that a lot yesterday. Number two, and I just cannot even believe that agents do this. I understand the market's hot and the house is probably going to sell itself. Some of them don't even put a sign in the yard, so they're not even going to get the call. And number three, assuming that they did do that, maybe they even use something like 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE to generate that lead. 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Yes. So let's say that they generate that lead, but they're just so tired of working with buyers that they blow off that buyer call. So that's the third mistake. The fourth mistake would be, let's say they answer the phone or they call them back, but they're not asking the questions in the buyer conversion script, which could also lead to listings. I'll give you a fifth mistake. They uh, are rationalizing that they're too busy. Yes. And why are you guys too busy? You're too busy because you're too disorganized. I mean, that's true. Inefficient with your time. But really the reason you're too busy is you're spending your time doing things that are not actually going to be fruitful for your business. You've been seduced into believing that you should be spending a a majority of your time. And I've seen this. I've seen you guys talking about, I've seen what our other competing coaching companies are prescribing to you. Every single day you do three TikTok videos and you do two (laughs) Facebook pages and you like 17 posts. The reason that you're too busy to do the real work, which is proactively generating and pre-qualifying, is because you're doing the raw, you're spending your time on things that are not going to lead to you actually making money. Don't you intuitively know? Isn't it painfully obvious? Kind of like good old-fashioned common sense that what we're telling you is true. You call your leads back, you use a script, you find out which ones have to sell that are actually, you know, also maybe you're gonna need to buy. And to Julie's point that she's made twice is a lot of the buyers, especially in the moderate to upper end price ranges, they're not actually buyers, they're sellers. And if they are buyers, chances are they're reload buyers and they have houses to sell that you can then maybe out of your market that you can then refer to another agent and get a referral fee on. None of those experiences will you ever have if you've decided somehow you're too busy to actually do the real work of real estate, which is, for example, in this case, pre-qualifying. Yes, which leads me, before we bridge over to that, is I on this urgency idea here, I've had so many agents that are pretty successful right now, but have gotten into that I'm too busy mindset, tell me that when they get clear on this point, lead follow up with urgency and what they would say, and you've heard this so many times, they'll say, answer the damn phone. Just, I've got to answer the phone when it rings. They've said that their business has gone up 20, 30, 40% a year just because they answer the phone. Kind of basic. So yes, a thousand percent to what you just said, all those experiences. And we've had those personally when we sold real estate. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. Many times. I'll never forget this. This was probably the most dramatic example. We've had many dramatic examples, but the one I'll remember the most is when we were standing in the kitchen in New Albany, Ohio at 7334 Berkeley Square South, where we Mm -hmm. lived. This is forever ago. And, you know, there's this big, it's also a picture of it on Instagram. It's this really beautiful brick house we own. Anyway, so standing in the kitchen, it was after seven o'clock and I am certainly not wanting to talk to any buyers or sellers or anything after seven o'clock when I was selling real estate, but I got a text now, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got an SMS 
that it was somebody that had uh, called about one of our listings for sale and they were calling through 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. So in essence, what they were is it was someone that called off one of our for sale signs that I knew was in front of the house. It was probably worth about $850,000. And the, the sign writer, and you guys can go to 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM and take a peek. The sign writer says, for free 24-hour record info on this house, call 1-800-555-1212, extension 7348, whatever it was. Um, they called. I recognize the fact they are calling on an expensive house and I called them back urgently. Now, Julie and I did have a staff. We did have agents that worked for us, but when it came to the, especially upper end uh, leads that came in, Julie and I always called them back directly and personally, and we always called them back urgently. So this guy called, listened to the recording. I called him back like within 60 seconds of the time I got that SMS and I called him back and his response was like it always is. Every time I had that experience with any prospective seller or buyer, they were blown away that someone was A, calling them back right away, B, calling them back at that time of the day and ready there to help. And it wasn't just some bot or some VA from the Philippines. It was the actual listing agent. When you have that experience, especially frankly with the upper end sellers, you will, you will change their perspective of what a good agent is and isn't. That one seller that we called back, he ended up basically being some relocating executive who was bringing like six other executives and the least amount of money they spent was 800 grand. They all bought within like 90 days. Most of them stayed for two or three years, relisted their houses and the networks and the other transactions we got from that one damn urgently followed up on call changed our business. Yes. And that's just one of many, many, many stories that we have about Many, that, many, many. As well as do our coaching clients. Yep. Okay. So answer the phone. All right. Step number three, pre-qualify for motivation and time frame. Pre-qualify 100% of your leads, both buyer and seller leads, 100% of the time using buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts every time. Don't have different rules for different types of deals or types of leads, right? So, uh, We'll move on to the next point in a second. So pre-qualifying scripts, really all those are for both of the buyer and the seller side, are things like which house in the neighborhood do you plan on selling, but also finding out what their motivation is, what their time frame is, so that you can do a better job for them. Now, where do you get buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts? Of course, through coaching. Right. And guys, remember, if you have not downloaded your 2022 real estate business plan, all you've got to do is text the word Harris to 47372 and we'll text you back a link that will lead you to the ability to download the fill in the blank business plan. So just text the word Harris to 47372 and remember message and data rates do apply. All right. So here's the thing. Always know the following prior to listing appointments. So this comes out in the seller pre-qualification script. We've done dedicated podcasts that were titled, I think, Don't Go If You Don't Know the Following. You've got to know the seller's time frame, their motivation. Are they buying as well? Are they speaking with other agents? And if so, how many? Who are they? And how did they decide on those agents? And of course, the price that they have in mind and why. That is a lot of things to know prior to a listing presentation, but every single one of them, if you screw it up or are assumptive about it, can lose you the listing. And this is not, we're not giving you our scripts, guys, because our scripts are long form. They're questions where you fill in the blank and they're copywritten. So you're not going to find them on the internet. We don't give our, we don't no put our content downloads. out, no free downloads. And so as far as our content goes, but it's a fill in the blank. So you would have, how are you going to feel like you're saying, oh my gosh, I have to ask all this, this, I have to know all this stuff. What, how am I going to ask these questions? How, what's the order? So what we've done, if we've got the script, it's all questions based. 
One question leads naturally into the other. Conversation. It's conversational. It's not going to feel like they're filling out some form of the DMV. You're asking these questions. You're naturally getting the answers. You're progressing the conversation forward. You're learning about their motivation. You're learning if they're, uh, you know, a seller that's, you know, appearing as a buyer. You're learning if you're competing with any other agents. You're learning what they owe on the house. You're learning what their time frame is, what's important to them. All of that stuff you find when you use an organized script like what we have as part of our coaching program. If you want to learn more about our coaching program, it's really quite simple. Just go over to timandjillieharris.com and click on coaching. The program that all of you should be joining to become a powerful listing agent is the premier coaching program. I believe we're on step number four, Mrs. Harris. That's right. So step number four, send the pre-listing package. And also we have dedicated podcasts just about what we lovingly call the PLP, the pre-listing package. And no, we're not going to sell that to you outside of the coaching program. Don't ask. Okay. And (laughs) yes, this is different than what your brokerage gives to every single agent, which is identical and makes you not competitive. So send your pre-listing package. Always send your powerful and proven pre-listing package before every single listing appointment with no exceptions. Use a courier if you must. Yes, we're talking about hard copy. There's a reason for that. Do not send a digital copy, guys. It's not the same. You can have a digital copy for special circumstances, but it should not be your standard practice. And coaching clients, go and look at all the examples and the samples of the custom of the uh, the personalized PLPs. We do have a service uh, that we can offer you for those of you who are coaching clients. If you want to have it, the you know essentially have it modified. And we encourage you to do so. You want your name, your picture, but some of you are even going to want to get a little bit more artsy on it. The main thing is don't change it. Don't change the design of it. Don't change the page organization. Don't change the title of the content. Don't change the heart of it. If you change it, then we cannot, you're not going to get consistent results. Leave the content the same. We've had coaching clients all over the country who have, you know, decided this somehow magically after they've taken, you know, been in the business for three or four years as coaching clients, they can start changing the things that actually were, they were using to get to the point where they were successful. They then decide, they then discovered that you do have to pre-qualify asking all the questions. You do have to send the pre-listing pack the way Harris tells you to do it. And if you start changing it or if you stop doing it, you're not going to get the results you were getting before. So existing coaching clients, don't modify. Just follow the course. Focus. Follow one course until successful. And once you think you're successful, follow one course until you're more successful. That's that, right. That, there's not a nice little word for that. but <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. don't share it with non-coaching clients, by the way. That's your proprietary stuff. That's your unfair advantage in your marketplace. Yes. Yeah, so why send a pre-listing package? So there's a couple things. I mentioned before, you know, don't use the same thing that your company gives every single agent because if you're competing against somebody in your company, what makes you different? You're already boxed in. Second thing is some of you are with brokerages that nobody you know uses a pre-listing package. Well, that doesn't make it okay. That makes it even more important that you're the one with the PLP. But, but Julie, my name is Barbara, and I've gone on every listing appointment <laughs> yes. I've ever, I've ever, uh, you know, I've never gone on a listing where I didn't take the listing. Yes, and I would be probably 99.9% certain that that was people that you already knew who were direct referrals, who were not competitive, that you already had, you know, it's like your mom friends from church, synagogue, mosque, your mom, your aunt, your, your best d- friend, your best friend from high school. That is fine. Those are your centers of influence and past and clients. Congratulations. But wanting to take it to the next level. Remember a previous point here. 
You've got to know how to be competitive with people who don't already know, love, and trust you. And the reason, and what happens when the market starts to adjust, especially for those of you who are based in centers of influence and past clients, you guys will suffer the most because you've been able to ride on your relationships. And what happens is those relationships, the people that you had been taking for granted uh, that you'd get their business from, and maybe you have for the past few years, when the market starts to change and they're less confident that just because they know and like you that you're going to be able to sell their house, what they're then going to do is make you compete. They're going to say, listen, Julie, I'll lo I'd love to have you out. I know you from wherever. We've been you know, besties for a long time. But I'm also going to call out these other agents who I know are dominant in this marketplace. You're going to feel offended, aren't you, seller? Or aren't you listing agents? How dare that seller makes me, make me compete? But it's your fault for not being competitive. Because in a listing, like everything else in life, there's only one winner. And if you want to really make it so you win consistently, you've got to pre-qualify. You've got to send a pre-listing pack. You've got to use an organized listing presentation, which we also teach you as part of our coaching program, especially for your centers of influence and past clients. Because if you're competing against professional agents and they follow our system and they send a pre-listing pack and they show up ahead of time and they do all the right things and then you show up acting entitled to the listing, the seller is going to maybe uh, not want to hurt your feelings or worry about maybe not losing you as a friend, but they're not going to list with you because they're going to list with someone because they're not confident the house is going to sell itself. This market has fooled a lot of you into thinking that you don't need skills. Yeah. That, that will change, especially next year in some of these markets where inflation is really going to take hold. Guys, inflation, someone asked me this yesterday, mm -hmm. what's the biggest... He said threat and I, I didn't, well, anyway, what's Michael Gordon? He asked me, Tim, what's the biggest threat to the real estate business going forward? And I said, next year, there is no number two. There's number one and only number one. It's an inflation. Inflation causes everything to go up in cost, especially real estate, which on the surface is a good thing, especially if you own real estate, but your real estate sales prices will be increasing as long as well as your commissions. But here's where things get ugly. If you're in a marketplace where people's pay is not keeping up with their cost of living and their rents are rising and their food costs are rising and they're in their, you know, the, the money that they have to spend and save is not the same as it was even six months prior. It'll make them not qualified to buy anymore. That's the obvious practical answer. But the real subliminal type thing that starts going on, subliminal is not the right word, but subconscious thing is, is there's going to be fear. Fear from inflation, fear from what happens next, fear from what's going to happen to prices. And fear is going to be the ultimate uh, essentially killer of market momentum. If people are fearful, they will not be, they will not buy. They're indecisive. They're indecisive. Even if they have the ability to do it, that fear and that indecisiveness, fear of the unknown causes people to do nothing. People buy when feeling optimistic. Nobody goes out and rewards themselves with a new car or house or whatever if they're not believing that tomorrow is going to be better than today. And if we are seeing an avalanche of inflation and inflationary news and all the inflationary effects, and that is what's going to happen next year, there is a 100% chance that in some markets, real estate will plateau and maybe even will fall. If you're in a marketplace where there's three or four major employers, or if you're in a small town and a lot of the people are, you know, average wage earners and their wages don't increase and their costs of living go through the roof, they're not going to be able to afford a down payment on a house, let alone a payment on a house. And some of them are going to have to downsize the rents that they're paying. This is what happens in inflation. This is what's going to happen next year. How is that going to benefit you? We talked about it. How is it going to hurt you? Because if you don't increase your intensity with regard to your approach to your real estate business, 
based purely on your skills, you will not make the change. You will not make the pivot. The sellers and the buyers even will start choosing other agents. And you can't wait to have your butt kicked in that way. Which most of them will do. Most of them will do. And it'll feel like it's too late at that point. You'll feel panicked. You'll be scrambling. You won't know what in the world hit you. And yes, this is different than what pretty much anybody listening has ever gone through because probably most of them weren't selling real estate. Well, none of us have. You and I are, (laughs) you know, we're in our early fifties. I can't believe it. And we, yeah. And we, but we've never, we've been through like arguably four or five recessions. We've been through arguably a depression with a housing crash, Mm -hmm. but we've never been through double digit inflation. No. And even the fed right now is basically saying, and they totally, and you guys are reading about this, even the most left leaning of press sources, they're all saying this inflationary thing is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Realistic, guys, we're going to see inflation in the United States over 10% if it isn't already. And that is going to be extraordinary. Goldman Sachs said they think the inflation, the cost of housing is going to increase by 16%. That's to purchase, which means the cost of rents will increase more than 16% or at least 16%. That's after years of historic appreciation, right? That's after last year, I've heard as high as 24% in some markets, Idaho Falls, which we visited and yeah. saw John Weber last year. Uh, I think that they actually lead, I think it was 38% year over year price increase. But so another of, 16% on top of that. Think on. about all the other like ways that this is going to adversely affect uh, different aspects of real estate. I was just thinking of multifamily, more mm-hmm. expensive multifamily, right? Yes. Multifamily luxury, which has been the rage for a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. People are not going to be able to afford those high rents and they're going to downsize. And yeah. they're probably going to downsize to you know lesser expensive uh, places that don't have the club and the pool and all the rest That's of it. That's true. But keep in mind also that those things that they're potentially downsizing to also went up 16% or right. 20% or whatever the case may be. This so is a, I this think is we're going to see a mixed market next year. And this isn't a temporary thing. Anyone who tells you it's a temporary thing, just like they told you about a year ago, they're lying or they don't know the hell they're talking about based on what we and we shared with you guys on the podcast inflationary bouts let's call it a bout right Mm -hmm. like this last at least a decade go back and do your own homework if you want to argue with me okay go back and it oh tim this is a supply chain thing once the supply chain thing is fixed we're as right as rain well guess what lumber prices went back up because there's tariffs coming out that you know there's tariffs on imported wood so there might be more supply, but the cost of everything is going up. Oh, and by the way, the U.S. Uh, government is essentially now has, I think it's something like $30 trillion in debt. And if interest rates go up, that means the money to pay for that debt, the interest payments on that debt is also going to go up. You guys so do it's not, not just one issue. It's All not, of these things are mixed. It's the it's an overabundance of it's not because the economy is fantastic. That's not true. Mm-hmm. It's because there is frankly been far too much money, too much uh, money injected into the, well, look here, I'll give the, a real obvious example. This great resignation, you know, thing that people were loving mm-hmm. to talk about all these people quitting their jobs. Yeah. They were quitting their jobs because they had some money socked away from all the money that they got handed to them as a result of COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to run dry. Yes. And then what's going to happen? Ending. That's going to end. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to see all these other types of things. And when inflation happens, when it, when an inflationary market starts to mature and businesses can't raise costs, to keep up with the uh, cost of materials to purchase and uh, then resell the products that they're selling to you, let alone the, uh, the people working for them, then they have layoffs. So there's the natural cycle to this is always bad. It always ends in un- unemployment. It always ends in people losing their houses. It always ends in people basically you know, going through long bouts of despair. That's what long periods of inflation, uh, that's what happens. And there's two causes or there's two cures for this. Neither of which I, I think is, is even palatable. 
Number one is rising interest rates. And that's what people are saying. You know, um, the, the uh, second half of next year, we're going to expect to see interest rates rise. Well, that might be true. So what's that going to do to the housing market, listeners? And the other thing is, is the government could just say, well, you know what? We are not going to be spending money on Build Back Better and all these other things. We're just going to pull the heck back. We're not going to be spending all this money. We're going to put ourselves. See what in, happens. We're going to put ourselves in a situation where we're going to start being a little bit more frugal. I mean, can you imagine a politician saying we're going to start uh, coupon cutting? You know, in the federal mm -hmm. government. Mm -hmm. no. no, they want to talk about their new huge program that's going to somehow you know solve some problem that probably doesn't really even exist. So, E A. The government has to decide to spend less money or B, the interest rates have to rise or C, nothing happens and they just write it out because there's not a, enough political will to actually make a decision. That's Julie and I are banking on C. Probably. But all of this does affect you and you can hedge your bets that you're going to be required to have a higher level of skills because the agents that make the most money are agents who have the ability to work with a variety of different people in a variety of different situations, not just fat and happy because they're making so much money when they sell their house. Step number five, Julie Harris. Yes, confirm the appointment. This is the easiest one of the bunch. Always confirm and always show up even if you just left a message of confirmation. This is this is one of those things that drives me nuts when an agent will say, well, no, I didn't go to that appointment because they never confirmed. Well, you did have an appointment set up. Maybe they were just driving home in traffic and didn't confirm. That's an easy way to lose the listing. Now, Why do you confirm? Because it's a professional thing to do. Now, you and I were extremely competent and skilled and successful listing agents, so I'm going to give them some caveats sure. to this. So the thing with confirming is you run into the chance of them rescheduling or canceling. So what I would personally do is there's a couple steps after you've set the appointment, you pre-qualified the seller. Then you tell them there's going to be a pre-listing pack delivered. The pre-listing pack is then delivered. And the same day, you confirm that they received the uh, pre-listing pack. So if you know it got there in the morning, maybe you dropped it off yourself. You call them back and you say, Mr. Seller, I delivered a you know package. It showed up in a Tyvek envelope. Uh, Julie and I used to put them in FedEx envelopes and we'd lean them up against the door. Tyvek because it's waterproof. It didn't have any sort of identification on it. There was a neon sticker we used to put on the outside of it that said caution contents of this home, uh, of contents of this package will cause your home to sell. And they love that, by the way. And then we'd say, can you please go and make sure uh, and open the pre-listing pack that I dropped off? And then uh, I need to make sure I included a page in there. Now, the page was something that we're not going to talk about today. But it was an element of the pre-listing pack that really did give you an unfair advantage when you went to the listing appointment. It was a questionnaire that the seller is supposed to use when they're interviewing any agents that are competing with you for the sake of the listing appointment, right? So, you know, you'd say, well, can you please confirm that you've opened the, you know, that you've, that I remember to include that page in the pre-listing pack. You'd then hear them because everyone was on mobiles, right? You'd hear them walking to wherever they stuck the pre-listing pack. Sometimes you'd realize they just left it on their porch, hadn't even taken it in. You'd hear them opening it. And you'd hear them pulling it out of the folder, right? And then you'd say, and then ask if it was there. And you know it was there because it was there because you put it there. But you were just essentially forcing them to open their pre-listing pack and forcing them to look at the content. That's what the whole point of that. You tricked them into doing what you wanted them to do in the first place. And at place. the same time, you can confirm the, the date. Not, not confirming. Gonna... And so you confirm that they received the pre-listing pack and the content was in there. And then you say, okay, Mr. Seller, great. Please take a look at that. And I'll, and I'll see you when I see you, but do it at the same day. So you set the appointment, you pre-qualify the seller, you send the pre-listing pack and you confirm they got the pre-listing pack all in the same day. And then when you're calling to confirm 
the listing appointment, I always left messages. I never talked to them. And I intentionally left voicemails. I did not ever want to talk to them in case they decided to try to yeah. move the call. You were re- assumptively uh, right. confirming the appointment. Yeah. Hey, this is Tim Harris. Uh, you know, I'll be, I'll see you guys today at you know 430. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Talk with you then. Click. That's yes, it. That's I wouldn't, it. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't want to talk to them because nobody wants an agent to be in their house, especially after a long day. And their natural inclination is going to be to try to reschedule the appointment. Um, And I didn't want to have to deal with that. So that's the move to make. Just that extra little nuanced approach is going to get you into so many more sellers' houses and for so many more sellers, it's going to get you so many more listings. Well, see, this is a system though, right? Because had you done that last bit without pre-qualifying, convincing yourself and them that, you know, they're ready to rumble and been assumptive with the pre-listing package and then assumptive of the appointment, it could have backfired on you if you skipped some steps, right? Doesn't make sense to be that direct if you hadn't done the other steps. That's the other mistake we see you guys make. These little nuanced approaches is like Julie asked me. It's a competitive advantage. Yeah, it is. But Julie asked me, so like in our business, what is it? She used the word passion, which if you guys listen to this podcast a long time, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a funny word for us. Because you don't have to be passionate to be successful. But she asked me, what aspect of our business am I most like passionate about? Where's her words? And there are aspects. I love this podcast. That's for sure. Me too. I don't know if I'm passionate about it, but I love the podcast. Mm -hmm. I love some of the other things we're doing on the creative side. Mm -hmm. But what I love the most Mm -hmm. is this content and teaching agents how to be listing agents. Yes. Because that's where the freedom is. That's where all the fun is. That, you know, that's the thing is once you get your skills going and you, I would say it's not just developing the skills, but also having a series of wins, right? Having a series of wins so that you know you can do it and you build that confidence, then it does become fun. It be, it's like, I guess we live vicariously through them through their successes. Well, it's because this thing, the becoming a listing agent, and especially the system that you and I've created over the last 20 years, once they employ it, they don't modify it. They don't change it. They don't try to personalize it. They just do it exactly like we say. Mm-hmm. We have seen so many agents, even brand new agents or grizzled veteran agents that have applied it. Again, step aside from your ego, step aside thinking that you can do a better job of it. Maybe eventually you can, but now you can't. So just do it exactly the way we've described it. Think of it like a franchise. It's not a franchise, but you know, think of it like that. And then seeing them get results quickly, yes, it's incredible. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's our life's work, really. It, if you think it about is. It. This listing process, by the way, this is something Julie and I created through not just our own experience, but also tens and tens of thousands of coaching calls and coaching clients. That you are walking into a mature system. This isn't something that somebody thought of yesterday while they were sitting on the toilet. Well, we did, <laughs> we did live this. That's true. But we also have had, you mentioned a lot of coaching clients over the years, and that's been in every price range and every type of market, Mm -hmm. whether that was a hot seller's market or not, whether that was a housing crash or not, whether you're on the West Coast, East Coast, high end, low end. Europe, Canada. We have people and coaching clients in in Central America, Guam, uh, Italy. Because why does it work everywhere? Because all of your sellers want the same thing. They want results. They want to be taken care of by somebody who is caring and confident and competent with lots of skills so that they don't have to think about any of this. That's right. And guys, listen, if you have not completed your 2022 business plan, it is not too late. 
Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 47372, and we'll text you back a link, and then you can download the Real Estate Treasure Map. It is your fill-in-the-blank 2022 and, frankly, 2023 business and personal business plan. Go ahead and do that now. Text Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S. Go ahead, do it now. You know you're thinking about it, to 47372, and we'll text you back the information on how you can grab your real estate treasure map. And remember, message and data rates may apply. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. Remember, the notes from our shows are always waiting for you over on timandjulieharris.com, and there's also information there. Just go to timandjulieharris.com and click on coaching. You guys can join as a premier coaching client. Make 2022 the pivotal year for you, where you you become a listing agent. That is your homework. Have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.